Welcome to the Art of Money Podcast with Art McPherson. Appreciate you listening to the Art of Money Podcast, all brought to you by the McPherson Financial Group, artofmoneyradio.com. And this weekend, as we celebrate the World Series, we wanted to dip into the Artist Vault, let you hear some of Art McPherson's great interviews with former World Series champions. And we'll kick things off with a former Met, a World Series champion, and an all star. Daryl Strawberry. We're on the Art of Money Radio with Daryl Strawberry. So let's talk a little about baseball. How did you get the ability to hit a baseball so well? <laughs> well, I think it's just work, work, work. And I think it's about believing in yourself and confidence in yourself um, because you're going to have failure no matter what you're able to do on the field or know what you're able to do in life. Um, you're going to fail in life. And if you can accept that, because everybody only want to accept the good, but they don't want to accept the failure part. And I learned to accept that, you know, growing up here in South Central L.A. and and wanting to become a baseball player, that means I had to work. That means I was going to have some struggles. That means I was going to have some challenges. You know, and growing up in a broken home, you know, having challenges, you know, just all the things that you do face, um, you're going to have to believe in yourself. And I think that's really important for people to understand um, no matter how successful right. you may look, you know, from from the outside perspective, because we always make people believe that we're well because we, you know, have success. But, you know, am I truly well on the inside? I mean, I could say I wasn't that way when I played baseball. I'm a different person today. But when I played baseball, I was a baseball player and putting on the uniform does not make you a man. It just made me a baseball player. Sure. You know, and right. I just need to get that clear out to people because we we feel like, you know, well, how could they make mistakes? You know, well. You're going to make them. You're going to have some well, setbacks. Nothing to huge amounts of money, and that that just enables you to be less smart because you have all kinds of resources to, at your disposal. Yeah, well, that's true too. And I, I, but I don't think the money part of it is. I think the lifestyle of being in a lifestyle that's out there, that's fast, that's moving, action. You know, nothing's never going to happen to me, and that's not true. You know, it, than life. It, it's still it's still happening to athletes today. It was happening to the athletes back when I was playing and before then. Sure. And it's happening to like CEOs and everybody. You know, things right. will happen in your life because you don't think it will. You know, and I, I think that's the lesson of learning about life. It will happen to you. I don't care how good you are, how great you are. It will occur in your life. And like I said, I wasn't afraid of that. And I think that's why it brought me to where I'm at today and the way I see life today because of that. Well, let me, tell me, how did, so you knew as a young man you wanted to be a professional baseball player, but yet there's hundreds of thousands of kids that want to be a professional baseball player, and there's a select few kids that get drafted and get to be a baseball player. What's the process? What was that process of going from high school to kind of, you know, getting drafted in. Well, yeah. I think the most important thing is the real determination that comes from within. Okay. Um, and like I said before, it, it's it's about believing in yourself because, yeah, of course, a lot of us do want to get there. But what happens to so many and so many very talented athletes in baseball and every other sport is a lot, of, lot more guys that probably had more talent than I was, but they wasn't motivated. You know, you have to be motivated. You, and what I mean by that, why everybody else was sleeping, I was up working out. Sure. You know, I wasn't I wasn't just in the gym working out. I was working out at the ball field. And I go to the ball field by myself. Well, they say, well, how do you work out by yourself? Well, I go out to the ball field and I run the bases and I talk to myself. 
That's motivation. You know, that's how you tell yourself. You run the bases. You run the bases. You learn talking to yourself and tell yourself, I'm going to be great at doing this. You know, I was motivated when I was young to do those particular things. So I have a baseball question for you as we wrap it up here. So I grew up outside of Philly. So I'm a big Philadelphia really? Phillies girl. Really? Oh, my God. The fans in Philly. <laughs> I know. Oh, we're brutal. Yeah. We are brutal. <laughs> For sure. Hardcore fans, right? Yes. Yeah, they, they let you know. They let you have it. But I love playing in Philly. Of course, we used to beat the Braves so much, you know, back then. And uh, the Braves are, are a different organization now. Sure. Um, well, they were back in the 90s, too, when they had Maddox Smokes and all those guys. Sure. But they are an organization that's built around young players, which is great. Sure. And then Philly, you know, I think they have a lot of talent. But the division of the Eastern League has always been tough, you know. Mm-hmm. And for sure, well, Daryl, thank you for being with us today. And we'll see you around here in the next couple of days. Thanks for having me. Art McPherson does a great job squeezing every second he can when he has the opportunity to sit down and interview celebrities. That's another great example with a former New York Met All-Star World Series champion, Daryl Strawberry. And, of course, you can hear this plus a lot more when you visit the Artist Vault at artofmoneyradio.com. And speaking of, he mentioned Greg Maddox there. Well, let's hear that conversation. This was live from the old course in St. Andrews, and they had literally just gotten off the course playing around the golf. So, Here's Art McPherson with the eight-time All-Star Gold Glove winner and World Series champion, Greg Maddox. I am with the great Greg Maddox on the Art of Money Radio. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And what do you think of the old course in uh, St. Andrews? It was tremendous. You know, you hear all the stories. And uh, today we actually had the four seasons. We had the rain. <laughs> we did. It was cold. It was rainy. And, you know, 30 minutes later, we're taking our rain gear off. And another 10 minutes after that, we're taking our jackets off. And uh, pretty special day, great course, obviously a lot of history. Uh, It was a lot of fun. So let me ask you a little bit about baseball. You were one of the best pitchers and had a phenomenal career in baseball. And you did for a very long time. How did you see, it seems to me like there's a lot of guys that, especially in the pitching area, will get injured and are in four or five years and they're gone. How in the world did you do it for 20 plus years in baseball? Well, uh, mostly just luck. I think I was very fortunate to never get hurt. I mean, did I work out harder than the guys do today or my teammates? Probably not. But uh, I know I wasn't a max effort guy. I wasn't trying to get, you know, all these spin rates and, you know, I was just trying to execute pitches. And I think maybe that saved a little wear and tear on my arm. But mostly it's just being fortunate to never get hurt, you know, never uh, had the wrong line drive come back at me and, you know, break a foot or an arm or something. Just very fortunate. And when you say max effort, do you mean throwing as hard as you can throw? Yeah, brain dead heaving. (laughs) Letting it rip, let it eat, put your face in there and let it eat, all those things. Uh, You know, I always felt like I just needed to execute a pitch. You know, I felt like my fastball was good enough. I didn't have to try to throw it harder. I felt like, you know, my changeup was good enough or my curveball was good enough. I didn't have to try to throw it harder. I just had to execute the pitch properly. And I think that helps a lot with staying healthy. Well, now, what have you done? You know, we've been out here enjoying a beautiful round of golf together. Mm-hmm. What have you done to transition from baseball to post-baseball? What have you done in your transition of that during this side of your career? Well, I when I got out of baseball, I got into coaching. So I coached for, you know, another 10, 12 years. And, uh, you know, Texas, Chicago, L.A., San Diego, uh, at UNLV, I was there for uh four years as well so 
and then COVID hit and you know, I was playing a lot of golf. I wasn't getting any better. So I started taking golf lessons at, you know, 55 years old or whatever, <laughs> and, you know, enjoy the game. And, you know, I want to, you know, try to keep myself in somewhat, somewhat decent shape just so I can enjoy golf. And maybe now that COVID's lifted and we can start traveling around the world a little bit again. Isn't that wonderful to be able to travel again? Yeah, <laughs> like COVID. Oh, it's so nice just to be able to come across the pond, be able to travel. Uh, what's been your best memory so far? And uh, we'll wind it up for being here this week. We've played three courses, Kings Barn, Carnoustie, mm-hmm. and the old course. Of course, the old course has the Mystique and the Nostalgia, but which yeah. one have you enjoyed? You know what? I've really enjoyed all three. I thought Kings Barn was extremely scenic and uh, reminded me a lot of Pebble Beach. And the place up north of Milwaukee, I can't think of the name right now, uh, Whistling Straits. And, you know, Carnoustie was the, probably one of the hardest courses I've ever played. Yes. That course was very difficult. And then, you know, the old course today is just filled with history. And it, it, it looks a lot flatter when you're playing it here as it does on TV. You don't, TV, you seem to see all the humps and everything a little bit easier because the camera's up high. But when you're actually down on the tee box looking out, everything looks pretty flat. Yeah, but it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. And some of those greens yeah. and the placement of those bunkers. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. Greg, thank you for being on the Art of Money Radio. All right. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Living the dream, playing the old course in Scotland while wearing a World Series ring. Great conversation with Art McPherson and Greg Maddox. Visiting some of the great World Series interviews from the Artist Vault. Of course, you can get more when you visit artofmoneyradio.com. More than just interviews, you can see all the services they offer at the McPherson Financial Group, including how you can schedule that no cost, no obligation consultation. Again, artofmoneyradio.com. Or if you're in the car this weekend, just put a Google on it. McPherson Financial Group. One more conversation with the World Series champion this weekend. Most recognized for his time spent in St. Louis. He's an all-star. He's got the ring. Here's our McPherson's conversation with Ozzy Smith. Well, Ozzy, thank you for being on the show. I appreciate it. Well, you obviously excelled at a very high level in baseball. You know, the gold gloves you won, I think 12-time gold glove winner. 13, don't you? Okay, there you go. See, 13-time. And then you made the Hall of Fame. Yeah, the Hall of Fame in 2002 and a 15-time All-Star and and stuff. So, you know, I've been very blessed in my career to have had the opportunity to play for 19 years. You know, my first four was San Diego, and then I got traded for the great Gary Templeton in the winter of 1981 and uh, went over to St. Louis. And and for me, you know, life kind of changed. I bet it did. It did. It did. It gave me an opportunity to experience what winning was all about. Sure. Um, my first year over there, we were able to win the World Series. We went back to the series again in 1985, where we lost in seven to Kansas City, and then uh, went back again in 1987, where we lost in seven to Minnesota. So it's not a lot of fun, is it, to lose in seven? No, it's not. It's not. But there are a lot of guys that play this game for 20, 25 years and, and never, ha- never have the experience. You know, so you know, having experience and giving yourself the opportunity is like playing golf. You know, as long as you give yourself an <laughs> opportunity right. at a birdie, you know, you're, you're not gonna miss them all yeah you're not gonna miss them all that's right (laughs) so your high level expertise dedication what did you do training wise that was maybe a little bit different than your peer group to allow you to have such a high level of success well you know as a kid uh, growing up here in southern california I, i used to play a lot of a lot by myself i used to throw the ball against the wall i used to lay on the floor and throw the ball up and close my eyes getting the feel of the ball hitting the glove without seeing it just closing your eyes. Uh, yes, right. Just closing, just getting the feel of the ball hitting 
So you didn't have to visually see where it was. Right, where it was. I would see where it was coming down, but get get the feel of it. And and I was this dumb kid that thought that I, I we had a peak roof. So oh. I thought that I could throw the ball up on one side and run around to the other side, and hopefully the gutter, it would hit the gutter, which gave me a chance to get underneath and catch it. Now, people would ask, and the most natural question is whether or not I ever made it. I never did, but it was determination sure. that ultimately made me the player that I became. Um, you know, so it was little things like that that I was doing that was helping me hone my skills and not really knowing at the time. Because when you win as many gold gloves as you did, mm-hmm. obviously you're competing against the whole league on that one. So yeah. that's a pretty amazing feat. So yeah. a lot of those little things you did evidently played a big role. They did. They played a role. But here at the time, I was just having so much fun as a as a kid, just um, entertaining myself. And uh, my <laughs> brothers, you know, they didn't they didn't play much sports. So. I had to do it myself. I had to be creative, you know, throwing the ball against the steps. And I've broken a few windows. You know, I've had to have my mom tell me, boy, stop throwing that ball up against the, the house. You know, but it was things like that that I did, not knowing that it was helping me um, continue to maintain my skills, my hand and eye coordination. So I, I know you're a golfer. How's the golf game? The last two outings have been pretty good. I don't want to jinx, <laughs> I don't want to jinx myself. The last two outings have been very, very good. And, you know, I, I didn't start playing until I retired in 1996. One of the most challenging things I've ever done in my life. And I think it's one of the, the reasons that we all gravitate to it, you know, because of the challenge. Yes. I know that I'll never be a professional golfer, but I want to be able to get to a point to where I know that I'm going to, I'm going to be respectable uh, so when I, I play. I would imagine if you say respectable, it's probably a pretty good game. Well, um, shooting in the 70s. That's, that's a very good game. That's not pretty good. Stay under 80, you know, and uh, yeah. it's taken a long time uh, to get to that point. But I'm getting to a point now where, where my bad game is right around 74, 75. And that's, that's uh, a bad that's game? About, well, yeah. That's phenomenal golf. Yeah, that that's, is that's pretty great, good. especially yeah. for a late I've person. had to work hard, though. i got a lot of calluses. <laughs> <laughs> so you've transitioned from professional sports into a game. It's funny. Now you're hitting a ball that doesn't move. That's right. That's what makes it hard. That's what makes it <laughs> hard right. because, you know, when you think about it as a hitter, there, there's always some type of movement. You know, you, you generate your movement off of the pitcher, you know, right. with his release and your timing and stuff. And in golf, everything is so stagnated. You know, you, you're standing there. So you have to generate that rhythm and that timing. And that's what's been very tough. And some days when you go out there, you, it's just hard to find. But I'm sure you've got that good turn. you got that I good got rotation. Good well, i got yeah. good turn. Well, most of the time. You know, <laughs> as I get older now and I wake up, i got this ache here and an ache there. My hip's aching for some reason the last two days. But at 64, <laughs> I'm, I'm doing okay. Well, Ozzy, thank you so much for being a part of the show today. Thank you. It was a joy to meet you and joy to talk to you a little bit about some of the things that you have been doing. All right. Thank you. And bye-bye, Julie. (laughs) All right. Thank you. As always, you can hear more and get more from the McPherson Financial Group when you visit artofmoneyradio.com. Thanks for listening to the Artie Money Podcast. Thanks for listening. Want more from Art McPherson of McPherson Financial Group? Find us online at artofmoneyradio.com.
We are an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of financial and insurance products to custom suit their needs and objectives. Securities offered through World Equity Group, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Investment advisory services offered through ProStatus Group, LLC. McPherson Financial Group and ProStatus Group, LLC are separate entities and are not owned or controlled by World Equity Group, Inc. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Investment financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. Art McPherson is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Arthur McPherson. Florida Insurance License Number A1 Today's show has been a work of art. 